whenever you're ready. And the next beverage. Very good, he's ready. We're ready. Yes. exciting podcast news as podcasters that are doing a real podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what a sentence. <laughs> and that we're legitimized, you guys, because yeah. we are going to be recording live at Comic-Con Toronto. <laughs> March 22nd. It is a Sunday, and I believe our time slot is 1.30. Yeah, that sounds right, yeah. I'm a little nervous. How are you feeling? I'm, yeah, very nervous as well, because <laughs> when uh, Jericho first approached me about this, I was like, oh, my initial reaction was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and recently, um, I've been trying to challenge those uh, just fear-driven thoughts in my head and go, well, if it scares you, maybe do it. A lot of the things that I found most rewarding in my life has been because I was scared of doing it and then I did it anyway and it was a really good experience. So I said, fuck it, yeah, let's do this thing. This and thing. we're doing this thing. Yeah. So it's going to be at the Toronto Convention Center. Um, the, I don't know what the tickets are like. But it's, it, it's a new thing that they're doing. They're bringing podcasts in. They're doing live shows. They're doing some panels, talking about different aspects of podcasting. Well, I believe if you get a ticket to come for the weekend or for that one day, mm -hmm. it's free to attend. There's no extra ticket you can for tip our us, event. But no. Sure, yeah, we love tips. Just right <laughs> in the titties. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's not extra no, no. to attend. And there are, are several panels about mm -hmm. uh, podcasting in general if you're getting started and you want some tips. Mm -hmm. And there's us and several other podcasts we'll yes. be recording live at Comic-Con. Mm -hmm. So come and see us so the audience is more than like our moms. Yep, your mom, my mom, will not. <laughs> no, be um, show. She's never listened to an episode, <laughs> doesn't know how to work podcasts, no. not interested. Not good. <laughs> no, we'll be there, and uh, so we hope to see you there. Yeah, looking very, very excited. Cool. And if you've never been to Comic Con, come check it out. It's really cool. There's lots of amazing artists. There's some celebrities. Um, it's it's a really cool event, and I'll be doing my Harry Potter Sorting Hat ceremony again. So come get sorted, you fags. <laughs> <laughs> House of Valenciaga. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm totally going to change the voice. I think you should. And change the houses. Hi! <laughs> Huff and snow. <laughs> oh, girl, you're looking fine tonight! House of Extravaganza! <laughs> tens, tens, tens across the board. If I come in, you have to do that. <laughs> yes. I'll ask for my non-money back that I got for a free event. Terrify push, the children. Push ten kids out of the way <laughs> to get to the front of the line. I was promised Huff and stuff. <laughs> It's my time to shine. And I'm going to argue no matter what house I get. Please do, yes. Love when people talk back, make it's faces, make Just the adults, adults only. So fun. I you. love it. That is the funnest part of as a watcher. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. it's hilarious. What's real fun is when I get two witches or witch and a wizard who uh, decide that the choice I've made isn't right. And they go, really, Had? Are you sure? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm behind a white curtain making the best guess I can with a shitty questions you're asking a four-year-old <laughs> give me a fucking break tell me <laughs> can't wait oh my god so guys <laughs> really doing great promo work here <laughs> oh i love it i can't wait to see you guys there so yeah please join us yes please do all right so what, what's on today What's on tonight? Um, we are, I'm looking, I'm so happy we're doing this episode. Last month's was heavy, honey. Yes. And so we were like, let's let's bring the energy back up a little bit. Not that it wasn't, you know, I, I personally one of my favorite episodes. I'm really proud of the conversation we had. The yeah, we got good feedback. We too. did get really good feedback. So I'm, I'm really happy with the episode. But as we said, it was a departure for us. Yes. So now we're... We did a bunch of cocaine. The energy's real high. We're ready <laughs> to talk about some queerness. Yay! Yes. 
where, um, I don't know, I, I thought we could like maybe call it, let's go to camp. Because um, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about camp. Camp as an aesthetic, as a style, and we are going to go a bit through um, the history of camp, but we're going to focus on uh, four films. Mm -hmm. So before we go into really what is camp, and we just said, again, camp can't be defined, but we're going to try. We're going to try. This. We are here. We're an academic podcast, people. We cite our sources. Today. <laughs> today. All the time. Always. What are you kidding? I don't know. We're fine. We're, we're very intellectual. Oh, very, that's true. Uh, highbrow people. What are some maybe more mainstream, more well-known films that could be considered camp that people might know? To give them like a touchstone, a basis for some context. Like I'll start with Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm -hmm. That's fucking camp. That is full camp. Phantom of the Paradise is one of my favorites. Okay. Lesser known favorite, yeah. but super camp. Sure, well. sure. I'll offer Romeo Michelle's High School Reunion, Mommy Dearest. Clueless. Yes, yes, very good. <laughs> the original, this may be a reach, but the original Adam West Batman series. Oh, I don't think that's a reach. That was, it's I think that was on camp. purpose. Yeah. yeah to yeah. be honest, it was so, so faggy and so <laughs> over the top. Pardon my language. Cabaret. Cabaret. Could be under the definition, really. Yeah. Like a picture of, of Liza, Liza in that outfit. Yeah. 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 Completely. Yeah. And again, making it out of a horror show, World War II. Yes. Is when it really, you get that great contrast. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh we could do a whole episode on Cabaret. There that you go. brilliant. That musical yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what is camp? Camp is something that we hear, uh, a term that we hear a lot, especially in the last year when the Met Gala's theme was camp. But is it camp? Is it camp, though? But did the people asking that even know what they were talking about? It's, it's, it got to a discussion that was uh, comical in a way that I, I think it's very funny because I don't think you can really categorize camp. No. It's something that... It's a feeling, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, there's elements of camp that you can, you can sort of pin down. But it's also ever-changing, and it's not, it's not of an era. There's not something you can say, oh, it, it fills you know, box A, B, and C, therefore it is camp. It is wildly up to interpretation, and it's subjective. But there are some staples, some things that we can kind of nail down and look at and, and, and say definitively, like, yes, that's camp. No, that's kitsch. No, that's just over the top. I mean, there's another argument to be made, too, that once something is aware of being camp and trying to be camp, that it no longer is. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very slippery, uh, very difficult to, to even define. Mm -hmm. And that's why that Met thing turned into kind of a disaster. Because <laughs> yes. people were trying to say, that is, that's not. It's sort of the opposite of actually what the whole concept is. It's a vibe. You yes. can't just be like, this wasn't enough, but this was enough. It's just like, guys, yeah, it's yeah. fucking costumes. Leave these poor people. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I'm saying poor people. Oh, the assholes who attend the Met Gala. But it was just too much. A great source material that I, I found was um, a book of essays by Susan Sontag called Notes on Camp, written in 1964. Um, it's not in any way definitive, but I do... And it's not really essays. It's more just like notes. Like... This contributes to camp. This does Even it. that fell apart on it, her. It yeah. really does. And like, it's, it's, I, I did find a lot of stuff that I agreed with that kind of tracked through the, the history of camp that, that uh, I was able to eke out. I found it to be true. And I think there's a lot of really good stuff in there that can kind of help us narrow down what is camp. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So the essence of camp is its love of the unnatural, of artifice and exaggeration. Uh, it's appealing because of its bad taste and ironic value. And excess. Excess, exactly. That's a very contemporary, postmodern definition of camp. Early camp it can kind of be traced back to Louis Fourteenth. That's kind of when, from what I could find, and please correct me if I'm wrong, the first associations of, oh, that's campy. That's camp. Dandyish. Dandyish. Yeah. And it wasn't, it didn't have that subversion. It was just excess it was just artifice performance yeah and it was something look that how was... extra i am exactly because i'm richer than you basically right exactly yeah it was still kind of aligned with like fayness or queerness it was like a style set by 
higher ruling class or aristocrats who considered themselves sort of the connoisseurs of taste. Right. So then we get into a very different idea of camp, and that's going to be part of one of the films we'll talk about later. Another early figure associated with camp, much later than Louis XIV, was Oscar Wilde. He has a quote that says, to be natural is such a very difficult pose to keep up. Mm-hmm. Which I think is very apropos of, of, of camp. It's, it's Artifice doesn't have to be excess. No. In sort of pre-1960s, I'd say in the 20th century, late 19th century, there were kind of two ideas of camp. There was high camp and low camp. And so high camp is what Christopher Isherwood called, uh, he was like the high camp, an example of high camp is the whole emotional basis for a ballet. So like the the very performative aspect of dying of, of swan. Ballet, swan Lake, yeah. very camp. Absolutely. Low camp would be drag. Right. Essentially. So there's there's sort of two high art, low art, kind of categorizing them um, as two very different things. One quote that Christopher Isherwood wrote um, in one of his novels that I, I really, really like is, you can't camp about something if you don't take it seriously. You're not making fun of it, you're making fun out of it. Exactly. And I love that. I think that's spot on. And I think that's part of the, when you're, well, anything's less funny when you're conscious of yourself when you're doing it, yeah. right? So it's the same goes for this and for anything. As soon as it's self-aware, it's in danger of either not dying out mm-hmm. or turning into a whole other thing, which is usually not as entertaining and not as funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. what's worse than an actor watching themselves, right? Oh, but that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Is this, as, as we become self-aware, that was the problem with that fucking Met Gala. Yeah. Look at how camp I'm being. That goes right against the whole idea of the whole thing. Absolutely. So the concept's flawed at the base, which is why there were so many misunderstandings. What are people doing? And sure, some people look great, but is it really camp? Because they're trying to be camp. Exactly. And that inherently is not camp. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a twister, like a hate cycle going down, like a spiral, right? Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. No, that's very well said. When we get into the 1960s, this idea really carries into it. And, and the camp aesthetic shifts, starts shifting around the 1960s, where high camp and low camp meet. And it, the idea of camp becoming something, becoming a seriousness that fails, you know, something that proposes itself as serious, but cannot be taken seriously because it is, quote unquote, too much. Sure. So the, the irreverence, the subversion, the kind of ideal that we now associate with camp starts to form. It's, it's, it's a bunch of these previous ideas and, and influences coming together. You know, there's, there's uh, an example that I saw recently, I think I may have talked about this on the podcast before, was a uh, drag queen I saw do a performance as Nancy Kerrigan to Annie Lennox's Why. Mm-hmm. And then over the chorus, when Annie Lennox goes, <laughs> the drag queen put in. Why? 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 <laughs> Nancy Kerrigan screaming, "Why?" After she had been clubbed by sure, who knows who? Yeah, which was a mysterious figure. And and, and again, it was ludicrous and absurd but the performance was so earnest and just so incredibly compelling because she wasn't sending it up she was really putting her all into this strange creative concoction that only worked because she was fully committing which leads us and speaking of shock um i'll say into the first film we're going to talk about the doctor of shock Mr. John Waters. I got lots of problems. Female trouble. Maybe I'm twisted. Female trouble. 
I told you what I wanted, and you got me! Good girls don't wish I died. So, young people, and myself included, because I'm young. Make it hard. I'm fresh. Uh, may fondly remember that little skit when John Waters showed up on RuPaul's Drag Race. Season 7. And honey. Kennedy Davenport and Katya uh, immortalized themselves, paying tribute to our first film. Yes. Female Trouble. Female Trouble. <sighs> My mind goes fondly to that skit now because that thing is like a little tyke's storybook compared to the film yeah. that I have just watched. Yes, it's... It's... It, it, I, I, I don't know how to... How to uh, there's no genre for it other than it's camp. Like, it's... Yeah. It's, it's, this is one... I mean, the, not to throw this up, this is almost sliding into kitsch in a way that I'm not sure it's going to age through the ages... Yeah, maybe not. But elements of it are going to be camp for all time. Yes, I laughed out loud many times. Me too. I screamed and it's... what <laughs> many times. Yeah. It's uh, 1974. I think it's the second, th maybe third, uh, John Waters film, uh, full length film, uh, written, directed, and um, filmed by him. Uh, starring Divine, famous drag queen, which is mostly known for her work with John Waters. Uh, Mink Stoll, Edith Massey, a bunch of other people you've probably never heard of yeah. and never will. It almost reminds me of like Andy Warhol's weird selection of people that he would throw into his films. And yes. I actually was put in mind of Andy Warhol films several times watching this. Were you? The exception is this Warhol films... They're tough. They they're nonsensical. They're they're not going to age very well. Sure. This at least had there's something there. There's something there, but it has a similar feel of that cheapness. Yeah. The non-actors. The it's too too much reality. It's it's beyond reality into only the dankest, most disgusting parts of reality that yep. you may not imagine yep. on a daily or even ever. Yep. Basis, because it's smushing it all together. Yes. Like, everything's as ugly as humanly possible. Yes. So the, the title is a play on that old euphemism that people would sort of say when underage or unwed uh, women got pregnant. They're having their female troubles. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so that's kind of where the film starts. Like, it starts a bit beforehand, but um, it's Don Davenport... Divine, a teenage full middle-aged drag queen playing a teenage girl in high school who's got a bad attitude and she's not afraid to let you know. And she wants cha-cha heels for Christmas and she doesn't get the cha-cha heels and there's this amazing scene. That's one of the best scenes in the film. <laughs> it is. Knocking the tree down. Like, it's this... Think of, like, a 300-pound man <laughs> playing a teenage girl going fucking ape shit. What are these? Those aren't the right kind. I told you cha-cha heels, black ones. Nice girls don't wear cha-cha heels. Give me those presents. I'll never wear those ugly shoes. I told you the kind I wanted. You ruined my presents. runs away from home. Right. And uh, is eventually picked up. She's hitchhiking. She's picked up by a man named Earl, who's also played by Divine, out of drag. So disturbing. <sighs> Very troubling. Yeah. They have they, they pull off to the side of the road, have sex on a dirty mattress. She steals his wallet. And the gets shit pregnant. stains. It's, like, oh I can't God, even underwear. tell you there's, guys. There's a shot from behind. It's just this massive brown streak yeah. on this underwear. It's just, what can we do yeah. to make you gay It's yeah. the whole time? Yeah. Because things just keep spiraling Yeah. from that point on. Yeah, John Waters is the, like, master of shock. He, like, just 
tries to push it as far as it can go. And uh, yeah, he absolutely does. I never thought I'd say, that's too many close-ups of penises. You know, as a gay, I'm thrilled whenever there's uh, there's dick in, in movies. Because it's always, you know, hidden. It's so, rare. cleverly, like, oh, behind the But now we know bottle. why. <laughs> but then, like, this, it's... It's just... Oily and, like, gross. It's... So I think the question here, like, what is this? What is this movie? What is it? And why does and why are we talking about it fitting into camp? Like 30, 40 years later. Yeah, yeah. So in the mid-70s, um, the camp was sort of defined as banality, mediocrity, artifice, and ostentation, something so extreme as to amuse or have a perversely sophisticated appeal. So camp is Postmodern camp, when it uh, really boomed, really went hard in terms of the shock value, in terms of um, something that is seriously presented, something that's supposed to be disgusting, kind of presented as what would be mainstream appealing um, in a way that it's 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 baffling that you know it would be presented as like oh no this is like this beautiful woman who's actually a 300 pound drag queen, but is considered like a model in the film. And like that's, it's sent up towards the yeah. end. By perverts. By though. perverts. Yeah. 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 So it, it is, it's perversion um, to the utmost degree. Mm-hmm. Now is Ming stole the daughter? Yeah. I liked her. She was good. Yeah. I have to say the stuff with the young daughter was very disturbing. For me. I think for women, it's tougher to watch this movie. Oh, as, as yeah, tough sure, and okay, manly yeah. as I might think I am. Stuff like that bothered me, and some of the stuff with the women really bothered me. And sure. even the stuff with the vine, she's so great. But I'm also like, I'm like, oh, John, what are you saying? Like, what are we saying? And I, it's a, it is a bit of a mystery. Like, you you do you want to sympathize with her, but she is a raving maniac, and she wouldn't look past killing anyone. And it's 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 hard to know what to make of it. Or yeah. What what he's saying, except for this, like. I'm going to either shock you, and then you're not part of the in crowd, or you're going to get it, and then you are part of the in crowd. Like I'm sort of yeah. getting that off of it. That's very. I, I think that's that's kind of what that era of camp was was very polarizing, in a, um, a very intentional way. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you either get it or you don't. Mm-hmm. You get it or you don't. And I think there's probably a lot of people who are like, oh, I totally get it. Right, but I get it. Yeah, because I found myself back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Like there were moments where I'm like, I'm in it. I totally get it. Like, like the um, when she gets married and she's got that see-through wedding dress with this full bush. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. Like it's it's. And then the there's a hair salon. And the phone at a hair salon is just a payphone, and it's never commented on. It's just a payphone, and it rings, and like that's just it's it's these little details. Her trashy apartment, her fucking wild wallpaper, like little things like that. The scary staircase that is like yeah. not real, <laughs> yeah. and I mean that that shit's on purpose. Like it's yeah. like surreal in a way. Yes, and that to me it helped me pull like not be able to take it. Like I think those are clues. It's just like just remember. This, is, this isn't reality. Yes. Um, but it's still, I mean, I think it was this, because I was just like, it's funny, it's this huge 300-pound man, it's this 30-year-old woman, but that girl, I was like, that's a real little girl that they're holding upside down and they're handcuffing her. I was freaked out. Okay, I yeah. I really didn't like it. Yeah. I, was just, I get it. It's actors, of course, right? yeah. But the other thing that makes it so real is they're not good actors. They're just these weirdos yeah. that Waters has picked up. And yeah. some of them just make an impression because they're weirdos. Yes. And they yeah. can put, they're not shy to put it across, which is great. Her two girlfriends, oh, like fucking... gold. Gold. Ch- chiclet. They were my something. favorites. They were so, <laughs> some of them would try to, I feel like some of them that maybe did get it more than others. Because I feel like there's a few of these bit parts who are like, watch this. For example, the, again, I thought some of the funniest stuff was the high school shit. Really thought it was funny. And the girl who tattles on her, it's two lines. <laughs> it's like, Mr. Weinberger, Dawn Davenport is eating a meatball sandwich right out in class. And she's been passing notes. I was not eating. I got a knife here in my pocketbook and I'm going to cut you up after class. Stop this immediately. Now they're threatening me, these 
awful cheap girls. My mother told me to report this kind of thing. I'm trying to get an education. All of you, stop it. Go on, Davenport, stand up. I'm trying to get an education so I can get to a good college. It's not fair. That will be all. Like, I laugh for, like, 30 seconds just because of her stupid voice. Yeah. But she's totally aware. Yeah. But it works. It absolutely does. It yeah. works. It's just like, I'm going to be the biggest asshole. Yeah. That everybody remembers from high school. And you're yeah. like, yeah, there she is. The I think the standard for me would be Edith Massey as Aunt Ida, who's the bleach blonde gators aunt wearing this, like, Dear leather, God. it's, like, just strappy woman. suit. And she, she she's is a, funny. She's very funny. And I, I, in polyester, she is fucking hilarious. Have you met any nice boys in the salon? Oh, pretty nice. I mean, any nice queer boys. Do you fool with any of them? And Adi, you know I dig women. Oh, uh, don't tell me that. Christ, let's not go through this again. All those beauticians and you don't have any boy dates? I don't want any boy dates. Oh, honey, I'd be so happy if you turned Nally. No way. I'm straight. I mean, I like a lot of queers, but I don't think they're equipment, you know? I like women. But you could change. Queers are just better. I'd be so proud if you was a fag and had a nice beautician boyfriend. I'd never have to worry. There ain't nothing to worry about. I worry that you work in an office. Have children. Celebrate wedding anniversaries. The world of heterosexual is a sick and boring life. It's just like this bizarro upside down world that yeah. she she gets. And I, I, I think that's why he kept working with her so much is because she really got it. Yeah. She's not a great actor, but fits his misfit world. None of the mark. So well. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm I'm bewildered. Yeah, yeah. It's like this satire of heterosexual ideals that is so awful that it's Kind of good. Yeah. Like, it's... I, I, I wouldn't willy-nilly recommend it to everyone. I think it would really depend on the person. For sure. I mean, I think if I had seen this when I was 20, I would have had a much... I would have just been like, what the fuck? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I did see a lot of weird stuff when I was young, but I don't know how I would have processed it. It's just a lot of information coming at you. It's all horrific. Yeah, and it's not really telegraphing how to interpret it. Exactly. It's just kind of laying it out there and letting you Figure take it out. It, do with it what you will. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, check it out or don't. Maybe, I would say, start with some of his more palatable stuff yeah. because he really, with like Pink Flamingos and Female Trouble, it's, it's really out there. Uh, polyester is kind of like a nice bridge between that and like hairspray or crybaby. Pecker. Pecker. So I'd say start with some of the later stuff. Yeah. Like hairspray, crybaby. Yeah. And then maybe work your way. And those movies, backwards. yeah, they still have a lot of his weird people in them, but yeah. he definitely had to go a little more. Like he's like, okay, somebody in this movie has to be attractive. Like it was turned into that kind of thing. Well, and because it yeah. had to be a Hollywood film that somebody was going to go to, that somebody gave him money to do. So he yes. started getting some, he started mixing actors with his crazy other people. Yeah. And he did make it work for the most part, and that's what's kind of interesting about it, too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's still got his weird irreverence and his subversion of a lot of norms that we we sort of see every day, but... It's toned down, for sure. Very much toned down. Yeah. Very much more widely available yeah. to the public. <laughs> yeah. There's no way to describe it. You have to see it or yeah. not see it. Yeah, yeah. It's It, it defies genre and any sort of categorization in a, in a good way. I, I will see it again. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, John. <laughs> fucking creep. You're a motherfucking diva. These banshee cunts can't take you. Miss Taylor. a big future out there with a lot of beautiful things. I want so much more. I want... I want my name to be a household product in the high fashion world. 
fantasy? Remember the 90s? Oh, barely. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> I was just born. I was... Supermodels. George Michael Ooh. being straightish, but not yeah. really. He's obsessed with supermodels. <laughs> it was a fun time. Um, couldn't say it was barely there. Uh -huh. um, but I kind of wish I was for the New York voguing ball scene, mm -hmm. which as a white person, I probably, I'm overstepping yeah. my place, but I mean, to be there, that? to be there, right? Just looks incredible. Yeah, and we see that in Harris's brain. This movie is about the ball circuit and the gay people that's involved in it, and how each person's life brought them to this circuit. It's like crossing into the Looking Glass in Wonderland. You go in there and you feel, you feel a hundred percent right. As a be being gay. And, that's and that's not it. what it's like in the world. It's not what it's like in the world. It's not what it's like in the world. You know, it should be like that in the world. So 1990, directed by Jenny Livingston. Um, it was filmed through the 80s. There are kind of, you see marks of... 87 is when it starts, I think. I think that's on 86. There 86. was like a, a Mother of the Year trophy, and I think it said 1986. Right. Yeah. This took several years to put together. Yes, yes. So probably 86 through 89, yeah. and then edited, and then released in 1990. Right. Documentary. Um, it's an iconic influence of so many drag references that... A lot of people probably don't know comes from Paris is Burning through Drag Race. Oh. And maybe we'll just do a super cut of yeah. some references right here. Ooh, that's shady! They shady at him. I can't believe it. Come on now, it is a known fact that a woman do carry an evening bag at dinner time. what she wants. She bring it to you every ball. Why y'all gagging, though? The category is Butch Queen First Time in Drags at hey, a hey, Ball. What is wrong with you, Pedro? Are you going through it? You're going through some kind of psychological change in your life? Touch this skin, darling. Touch this skin, honey. Touch all of this skin. Shantae. 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 Guys, and again, it's available on Netflix. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. more people now actually have watched it because yeah. if you watch stuff like Drag Race, it's going to recommend it. Yes. Like, it's going to come under your recommendations. Mm -hmm. But, like, almost everything that comes out of RuPaul's mouth yeah. is directly ripped off <laughs> yeah. from either Dorian Corey or the guy that's doing these the like like announcing these ball walks. Yeah. Yeah, we don't do we don't even get his name. Category is. Yeah. You know, it is well known a woman always carries a handbag. Yeah. We but, will we'll do a super cut. Butch Queen first time in drags. Everything and then Dorian. But again, someone who's quite intelligent. Yeah, absolutely. Knows that has is a great history sort of keeper of drag. Offers yeah. a lot of sage wisdom, great sound bites. Yeah, the whole shade comes from reading, which is iconic. Oh, is is that that's that's his whole like monologue that he places into this documentary. Shade comes from reading. Reading came first. Reading is the real art form of insult. Now you want to talk about reading? Let's talk about reading. You get in a smart crack and everyone laughs and kikis because you found a flaw and exaggerated it, then you've got a good read going. Then reading became a developed form where it became shade. Shade is, I don't tell you you're ugly, but I don't have to tell you because you know you're ugly. And that's shade. And so many other unbelievably memorable people, yeah. places, and stories. Uh, did things turn out well for most of them? No. Rough they time are in New York. living below the poverty line. Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. How poor most of these people, all of them, all of them are. 
Yeah. Some of them manage to sort of scrabble out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if you look on, like, look them up, uh, only a couple survive. It oh. again reminds me of the Warhol group. Sure. They yeah. all died. They yeah. all, like, jumped out of windows or, you know, and we have people here. They end up murdered while the thing, the documentary is happening because it it's the yeah. 80s. They're trans people. Yeah. And they are taking big risks. Yes. with their lives yes. not blaming her it's just very dangerous just as it is now yeah those balls are more or less like our fantasy of being a superstar you know like the oscars or whatever or being on a runway as a model you know a lot of those kids that are in the balls they don't have two of nothing some of them don't even eat they come to balls starving and they sleep in under 21 or they sleep on the pier or wherever they don't have a home to go to, but they'll make, they'll go out and they'll steal something and get dressed up and come to a ball for that one night and live the fantasy. I mean, in the, in the TV series Pose, they do highlight how, even in the 80s, in the gay community, trans women and men were not as fully accepted yeah. exactly as they Absolutely. are now. So in that, in terms of progress, fantastic, great. Yeah. Still ways to go, mm-hmm. but in terms of the heterosexual sort of public life, there's still a lot of misunderstanding yeah. And uh, as we talked about in our last episode, blatant, just willful ignorance. Yes. Surrounding this issue. And I mean, I don't want to, we're talking about camp. But yes. <laughs> what's interesting about this documentary is it does have such a feel good high, but it, there's also a real dark undertone to the whole thing. It never lets up. Yes. It really never lets up. That's what it makes it, I think, a, like an unforgettable piece of work. Yes. And the more I watch it, the more celebratory it does feel mm-hmm. and the less kind of I remember the first time I watched it it was just this like oh my god there's this amazing ball scene and then you see the reality of some of their lives and it is just this wild emotional roller coaster but the more I watch it the more I'm able just to see they yeah things weren't great but they didn't live their lives every day scared not at all they they chose to live fully in their own truth and that's that's the realness of it, and that's... I think that was what depressed me the most, is the realness thing. Yeah. Because it's just like, how much can you be like a white person? That's the yeah. competition! Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. But it makes you see the the inequality is so great that the whites are blind to it completely. It's just yeah. happening. Yeah. It's the way of life. Yeah. No one is seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the genius of this documentary too, is you're, you're sort of, it, it like slaps you in the face. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know the, the, the balls, which is where they go, they, they have different categories. Um, and the categories can range from things like high fashion, winter, winter sports wear, uh, pretty face upcoming school wear, school wear realness, town and country, like just a bunch of, it runs the gamut. And, uh, Dorian talks about how it used to just be drag queens. And then the more they started expanding, the more people would get involved. So just including more people. And a lot of the categories are just our realness, military realness, executive realness. So it's how easily could you pass in essentially white society walking white, down the street. White, straight society. White, straight society. It's, it's, you, you'll see these, these, um, these men, these queers, dressed up in, like, streetwear, really, like, expanding butch. their gate, yeah. smoking, butching it up, and, and that's, that's how you win. It's, it's, it's yeah. being, quote-unquote, passable, yeah. and that's, that's camp. That's artifice. That's performance. That's Absolutely. subverting what is expected of you, and it's one of those things where it's, if you know, you know. Like, if you're in on it, you get it. Do you get it? And it's... It's depressing. It's also incredibly interesting to watch oh, and yeah. see yeah. these different, like the, the military realness, where these guys are dressed up in just full military garb, and that's that. Then they walk. Yeah. And it's and and then the next one you've got the voguing and like the voguing's wild. The voguing is, yeah. is incredible. Fuck you, Madonna. <laughs> like I mean, this voguing is real. Yeah. Oh, and it Jesus, is. It's yeah. uh, so much more than yeah. than what the and I mean. Again, that's that's the white culture just going, I'll take that. And I'm going to make millions of dollars off of it. Yeah. It's quite, it's a bummer in some ways. Oh. 
in a lot of ways. Well and I mean, the, the making of the documentary even is still a little controversial to this day. Because the director is white. She's a white cis woman. Uh, she's queer. Yeah. But, you know, they didn't really, they got a small amount of compensation because it is a documentary. Yeah. Um, but there's sort of, there was stuff that was up in the air. Like, did they really understand what they, they, they were making this like feature thing? Did they think it was like a school thing? Like there's a lot of back and forth about, because I mean, Jenny lives very well and they got like some, like five grand or something. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like she... So, like, I mean, I'm not, don't want to really take a side here because no. she got this thing out. She got people to see this and yeah. become aware of this, yeah. whether that helped them or not, who can say, but on the other hand, she got success off of these already incredibly poor people's stories. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a tough one to, to stomach. It, yes. Yes. Yeah, it is. It, I, I think that also just ties into what they're talking about in the film is that this is the ideal and it's white. Yes. And it's, yes. it's pretty fucking sad. Yeah. I believe that there's a big future out there with a lot of beautiful things, a lot of handsome men, a lot of luxury. I want a car. I want to be with the man I love. I want a nice home away from New York, up the peak skills, or maybe in Florida, somewhere far where no one knows me. I want my sex change. I want to live a normal, happy life, whether it's being married and adopting children, whether it's being famous and rich. I want to get married in church in white. I want to be a complete woman. And I want to be a professional model behind cameras in a high fashion world. I want so much more. I want, I want my name to be a household product. (laughs) I want everybody to look at me and say, there goes Octavia. I want this. This is what I want. And I'm going to go for it. But again, these people, they just, they, they, they celebrate themselves, they celebrate life, they go into these balls, into this full fantasy, and they just... This just defines camp. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. It's really happening. Yeah. Yeah. Which That's is why, what's amazing about it. Yeah, I think it's so important to include in this, because it's, it's, it's not a campy film, it's, it, it's a film about camp. Yeah. And it's not a fucking joke to them. No, 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 no. Those... Which I think makes it this, like cream of the crop yeah highly recommend highly recommend oh, yeah. female trouble maybe not this absolutely watch it yeah it's so good agreed Next up, we're going across the pond and down oh, south to a land called Australia. Just a bucket of problems. <laughs> <laughs> Four years later, Stephen Elliott directs and writes The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. What do we got here, eh? Aye. Right. Couple of showgirls. <laughs> 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 you know what? This movie is a clusterfuck of yes. like modern issues, and yet I laugh watching it again. Oh, so much. Yeah. I'd seen it like a million times, and okay. I was like, oh, I really need a rest from this. So have, watching it this time, I hadn't seen it in like years. Okay. And I was like, oh, this thing, it's, it's gone. It doesn't age very well. You know, I watched it, and I still laughed. Yeah. Those fucking guys. Yeah. Starring Hugo Weaving, Guy Pierce, and Terrence Stamp. Essentially, Queens in the Desert, it's a road trip movie. Bus. Bus, yeah, they're in this giant RV. They're going from Sydney to some small town to do a gig, and there's a bunch of misadventures along the way. Um, 
Maybe. Going across, I'm not sure either. It's it's they go through all of these like buttfuck nowhere yeah. awful towns. Yeah. But then they get to sort of a smaller city at the other side. Yes. yes. Like it's more sophisticated. Yes. But the the trip is full of horrible redneck like full stereotypical homophobic australians yep yep and some natives and some uh, which yeah. is an interesting scene indigenous peoples mm -hmm. yeah yeah um what i did like it's, it's it's three queens who were presented with three very different identities like we've got a transgendered queen a possibly bisexual possibly just formerly straight is now embracing his gay life queen and then just full queen full yeah. fang barbie doll yeah yeah guy pierce oh guy <laughs> who's gorgeous in this he looks great yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was... well somebody had to be okay to look at it's the <laughs> other two yeah they yeah. hugo is terrifying that oh face my God. that <laughs> face and he knows it like he's yeah. making full With he's like what King can i do like, big mouth like <laughs> Oh, so detox. scary and yeah. gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. The, yeah, the, the make, it's, it's all very like one style of drag. It's very big drag. Um, the, the <laughs> it's very Australian. Like some of it still makes me think of vanity. Like wigs oh, like vanity. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's but just then you've like. got Courtney who's on the very opposite end of the spectrum. Which is true. a more modern, yes. you know, drag aesthetic. More. But even in Paris is Burning, you would see a little realness. There was no realness in this. No, this is this is this is the kind of like like a comedy queen type yes. moment. Yes. Um, even with you know Terrence Stamp, he's supposed to be a transsexual woman, but because he's so much older, still, well, and because it's a man, mm -hmm. he's looking. I thought they actually did a pretty good job with him, to be honest. Like. It's yeah. it's okay, but I mean, it looks quite masculine. Yes. One thing I read was that the director explicitly told the makeup artists to make him look bad. Right. So Terrence thought, like, he was he was playing Bernadette, like, the most beautiful woman. Like, that that, that was really in his head. Yeah, he wanted to look like Brooke Shields or yeah. something. And then yeah. at the premiere, the makeup artist ended up apologizing to him. Because yeah. I, think, I didn't think it was that bad. Well, it just looks like him, but they didn't put a lot of makeup on him. That's the thing is yeah. like you, you would, you would do the color correction. You would block, you would like, you know, and, and they, they didn't do it. And they, they did make them look blocky. They made them look masculine, the choreography. They clearly didn't go to dance camp. Like right. <laughs> it right. was, it was, it was men in, men in ways. Yeah. We're unplugging our curling ones and going bush, Felicia. Why would you possibly want to leave all this glamour for a hike into the middle of nowhere? Do you really want to know? Desperate. Well, ever since I was a lad, I've had this dream. A dream that I now, finally, have a chance to fulfill. And that is? To travel to the centre of Australia, climb King's Canyon, as a queen, in a full-length Gautier sequin, heels and a tiara. Great. That's just what this country needs. A cock in a frock on a rock. And they're big, like, I mean, Guy Pierce is a big boy back yeah, then, too, yeah. right? So it's not, there's no, like, they're like, oh my god, are they women? Like, it wasn't, it was It was clownish. Yes, yes. Um, it's entertaining. Oh my god, yes. Um, but yeah. there's only so, there's only so much you can do with three lantern-jawed <laughs> yeah. guys. Manly men. Yeah. 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 And I, I do think it's it's got homophobia in it with a purpose. Oh. Like, I, I think it's it's a way to sort of let the audience go through that process in their head. The fear. And then come through to the other side. That's right. And I think it's effective. Yeah. Like No, it was a perfect, it was like, make you paint people, straight people, mm -hmm. fall in love with them, and then scare the living daylights out of them so you feel like they feel. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And you've got, yeah, moments like where they go into this town and there's this woman. Well, look what the cat dragged in. What have we got here, eh? A couple of showgirls, have we? Where did you ladies come in from? Uranus? Could I please have a stop? No! You can't have. You can't have nothing. We've got nothing here for people like you. Nothing. Now listen here, you mullet. Why don't you just light your tampon and blow your box apart? because it's the only bang you're ever going to get, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> and 
the dudes are like, oh, shit! And then they have a great night. They all have a really good time. And so it's, I think it's really effective. And it was a wildly successful movie. Yes. Um, internationally. And uh, I, I think it mostly holds up. There are definitely some problems, but I would have no problem recommending this too to no. anyone. So yeah, watch this uh, and watch uh, Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, and uh, enjoy some really good road trip drag queen movies. Mm -hmm. They're a lot of fun. Don't you know me, Kansas City? I'm the new Berlin Wall. Try to tear me down. Lastly, but not leastly, and this is in no way definitive, we just wanted to try and find four, because that's kind of as many as we can do in our time limit that we're already running over. Barely. <laughs> four movies that kind of, that were different, of different times, of different styles to include. But the last one we are going to talk about today is a divine musical from 2001 called Hedvig and the Angry Inch. Thank you, my name is Hedvig. Please welcome those ambassadors of Eastern Bloc Rock, the Angry Inch. Here they are, ladies and I am thrilled you could join me for the fabulous first night of the St. Louis leg of my world tour. And when it comes to huge openings, a lot of people think of me. Many more of you, though, have only recently become aware of me. Yeah, it took a character assassination piece like this to make you finally pay attention. But now you're interested, huh? Intrigued, even? How did some slip of a girly boy from communist East Berlin become the internationally ignored song stylist barely standing before you? That's what I want to talk about tonight. So it is written and directed by John and starring famously, John Cameron Mitchell, um, with Miriam Shore, Michael Pitt, and Andrea Martin, uh, along with a plethora of, of, of Good old Andrea. Yeah. Oh, I was so <laughs> thrilled to yeah. see her. She's so good in everything she does. Yeah. Like, she's just someone who elevates everything. Absolutely. I'm not going to spend too long on her because we can't, but I would if I could. A Canadian icon. Yeah. Um, so this was a stage show uh, starting in New York that was then brilliantly and so well executed in its uh, adaptation to film. This is a true rags to riches story. This thing started as this like garbage show. They could not that it was just in a garbage theater. Yeah. It wasn't even a theater. It was this gross hotel with people like overdosing upstairs. They couldn't give tickets right. away to this thing. Right. It slowly built up steam, I think because of genius production ideas and they kept honing it here and there. Until it was so successful that, like, celebrities were coming to see it. Yeah. And that space is now a theater, and it's, of course, now New York is completely different. It's very posh. Yes. Uh, but at the time, it was just, like, a garbage scow, basically. <laughs> like, a packing <laughs> district in the early 90s kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, this thing ages like a fine wine. <gasps> I was stunned when I watched it. I don't think I'd seen it in about 20 years, so whenever yeah. it came out. Um, and I didn't really, I don't think I fully absorbed it the first time. Okay, yeah. I think I was just like, yeah, it's like rock and roll. So at least I was like a kid or not a kid, like 20 or 19 or whatever. Yeah. And watching it now, the depth of it, I think I sort of somewhat didn't get the first time. Well, it's also, I think us watching it now is, is probably different than earlier because it is, it's, it's an artist's journey. Like that's really at the core of it is the artist's journey. And so us having been through more of that than when we saw it earlier, yeah, it definitely makes a bigger impact. Something that I, I, I didn't really get the first time I saw it was when they talk about how much you have to leave behind to move forward. And it's like, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that origin of love song. Oh, Weeping. The sequence okay. is gorgeous. Oh, and so it's beautiful. So well written. Like all the songs are really like, there's not a weak They're song. So in. good. So good. And the, uh, they chose to do this beautiful animated sequence to it that is really 2D and it's just so so beautifully done. The drawings that it's supposed I, to be like Hedwig's artwork. Because you see her drawing, like, the, the kid's face and stuff. It's yeah. that same artist, whoever's... It's a woman did them, did them I think, these yeah. drawings. And then when she talks, gorgeous. She talks about later when she found her diary and it was all illustrated. And she does those, like, those stick figures that are, like, spooning or yeah. not, like, anti-spooning. Yeah. And it's... It's pretty wild. It's, yeah, it's wild stuff. And I think... I don't know if I really got... What's so interesting about it is, too, like, it, it almost is really ahead of its time in the, because it's, it's this, you know, it's this boy who got this botched uh, sex change mm -hmm. to get out of East Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know if it really dawned on me what, I was just like, they never should have gone through with that. Because really, I think they're a gender neutral person. Yeah. And that, not that they're not, you know, they're still going to have their life and they're, they're okay, but they did that under duress. Yeah, and, and by influence, yeah. by, from their mother and their soon-to-be husband. Yes. Um, and just wanting to get out of East Germany. I mean, that, the, the, the juxtaposition you see of, of how beautiful Hedwig and Luther are versus the East Germany background, like, it's so dire. And it's, it's what I always picture of, like, Russia and Poland and East Germany. Just that, like, Absolutely. really saturated, um, just these depressing blues, like these filters that just drain the color from everyone's skin. And then he pops out, this this man, and it's... With the candy. With the candy, <laughs> and he's <laughs> so, so following the candy trail. It is so funny, too. Yeah. Like, it's oh not some God. tragedy. No. It, it rides it so well with the depth, but keeping that comedy... Yes. ...all the time. And, yeah. it, it, like, Mitchell is, like... Oh, my God. It's a tour de force. And, I mean, it, it's like, you just created your... He'll never do something like that again. No. I mean, that it's... It, it was definitive. Once-in-a-lifetime kind yeah. of works that... For sure. And, and just even, like, the... There's these just lines that are almost throwaways, but they're so... Every line is so well-constructed. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the road is my home. My home, the road. And when I think about all the people I have come upon in my travels, I have to think about the people who have come upon me. Tommy, can you hear me? From this milkless tit, you sucked a very business we call show. Okay. <clears throat> you want to know about Tominosis? Okay, I'll tell you about Tominosis. After my divorce, I scraped by with babysitting gigs and odd jobs, mostly the jobs we call blow. <laughs> You know, I had lost my job at the base PX, and I had lost my gag reflex. You do the math. Amazing. Uh, it really is. Yeah. It's it's so good. And who's the woman who plays the... the, the Yitzig? Oh, Miriam Shore. God bless her. Fuck. Brilliant. Because oh it's, it's a semi-silent part, and the... the tragedy and yeah. angst emanating from that character at all times. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, has Brilliant. very few lines. Is an amazing singer. Like just yeah. the, those moments where she's just like screaming out, um, is is beautiful. And then, but it's such a presence throughout the whole thing too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done. I did a show in. It's very interesting. Now she's an. She's a very beautiful woman. She does have a bit of a jaw, but I'll tell you, anybody can do drag. Like I did a show where I was a male like that and yeah. I'll tell you facial hair makes people forget every other problem that might be there small hands anything else sure. they don't see it they're 100% convinced and that's sure. what they did with her they were very smart and they painted her hands a little bit so they looked bulkier 
Oh, okay. which I you saw only because there. it was high definition. Okay, yeah. and I could see. Well, they they made the whole edge of her nail bed kind of dirty and bloody. Right. Okay. And then I think what they'd done was just a little bit of shading in all the lines. In the knuckles and yeah, okay. Brilliant, okay. Oh brilliant. God, yeah. And uh, fortunately, Cameron is uh, small. Yeah, tiny, tiny man. So it really works. Yeah. And I mean, I, I it was interesting watching it this time. I thought, are we supposed to know she's a woman? What's going on here? Yeah. It's very interesting because, I mean, the way she sings. Yeah. But then in no other way do they show. And at the end, she transforms into this, of course, incredibly beautiful drag queen. Yeah. Who is actually a woman. Yeah. So she looks great. You guys. <laughs> she looks really good. But there is a scene that was cut that says, like, um, Hedvig met Yitzka, um when they were a drag queen, but yeah. then made them stop performing as a drag queen. And so she's hiding in this grungy, yes. yeah, yeah, dark thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, you could tell she was longing to oh, wear wigs. those wigs like, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was so much more to it than I remember. The play on gender between both of them is brilliant. Like, and and just the casting of that is so smart. Yeah. It's, it's such a good movie. Like, it's such a good story. It's so well executed. And then it's got these real surreal moments where the filmmaking style just takes off and all of a sudden, like, Hedwig's flying through this restaurant. <laughs> and, like, it is, like, one of the most meticulously directed, like, indie films. Yes. I think that he actually almost killed himself trying to, like, be in it direct oh, it like That's... they he would just like do the scene he would literally like stagger over to the camp like he'd be wearing these shoes like all day and i mean you know that's that's the that's the realness of it unfortunately yeah. but it's different than going on stage and doing like a half one and a half hour show all day filming for hours and then you're also every time you're checking the monitor yeah. you have to be thinking in your head about what's going on like i don't know how he did it because it's one it's like being the lead in this tiny film and then having to control everything that's going on. I can't believe that he comes off as well as he did and I can't believe how well directed it is. I think it helps that they all had their characters from doing the stage show because it's yeah. the people from the show on yeah. stage. Um, even like touches like near the end where he's like, oh, she's, they are hooking in the street and it says, please don't dump garbage here at any time. <laughs> yeah, it gets the wall. Like yeah, yeah. that shit is priceless. <laughs> and it's all the way through the film. There's just yeah. tiny touches like that. Yes. Yeah. It's it, uh, the art. Yeah. The art direction, the set deck and like everything is, is, is just, it, it comes together to make this really what could be perceived as, again, as, as ugly as things that aren't typically beautiful just become gorgeous. Yeah. It's almost the opposite of a female trouble. Yeah. In yeah. That way. <laughs> it's like making these, like, like this glass could become like a golden chalice or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's really cool. It goes into surreality, but you never feel like it's copping out as a fairy tale or something. Never. No. And the music is so good oh, like talk about it this could be a midnight phantom of the paradise showing for like the rest of eternity yeah with this music it's so good it's yeah. so good I, I desperately want to see it live now so one last quote that i, I want to offer and i think it, it really ties in with hedwig um from susan sontag's book is camp taste is above all a mode of enjoyment and appreciation not judgment camp is generous it wants to enjoy and that's what, just what I felt so much with this movie. It was just, it just wanted you to just enjoy and just, like, it, it, I, I just felt like life was being just breathed into me. Like, as an artist and as a person and as a queer, like, yeah. it's just this beautiful celebration and, uh, and it, 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 not without its troubles, but it is really, really, uh, just a stunning movie. Yeah, for sure. And I think we can get into this I feel like we're going into this, like, uh, not us, I mean the world in general, into this unfortunate trend of, like, this is an old thing that's great, but I'm going to find stuff that's wrong with it. Yeah. Let's find something wrong with it. I Always. feel I want that on a t-shirt now. Like, Always. let's find something wrong with this, or this person, or this thing. And, of course, this has a few things where it's like, mm, I don't know if you change it now or if you leave it. But overall, I can't 
you can't get into that with this because the spirit behind it is so like on trend. You know what I mean? Like it is so like strong. looking into the future. Yeah. And it is just as good now as it ever was. And I think it's something this good. It's very inspiring. It continues to like roll and like pick up value. Absolutely. As Absolutely. it goes. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's something that only appreciates over time, which is so rare with especially movies. Yeah. Um and you know, whatever problems female trouble may present it's still we can't i wouldn't change anything about it because it's it's so what it is oh yeah if you started like, cutting that stuff out you'd have nothing exactly it's it's built on that exactly. shit right yeah, so that's yeah. it's like you got to take it or leave it yeah yeah and it's it's something that's these are things that are gonna last forever which is really exciting to see yeah they're cultural moments in time yeah yeah they're gay as fuck. So <laughs> so gay. gay. Oh, that's what we want. <laughs> yes, more gay. More, more all the gay, more, more the gay. Um, anything else you wanna you wanna touch on before we we say? I'd like you to come touch us yeah. at Comic Con yeah, on us. March twenty second. Only if we give you consent, but come touch us. Come touch us. Hit us up on Instagram. Yeah. And stay tuned because we're actually dropping a bonus sometime soon yes. on our. P -p Patreon page. P -p 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 Patreon. So if you're so inclined, check out there. You can donate as little as a dollar a month. Um, and in the meantime, stay gay. <laughs> Get gayer. Get gayer. <laughs> when the earth was still flat, and clouds made of fire, Stretched up to the sky Sometimes higher Folks roam the earth Like big rolling kegs They had two sets of arms They had two sets of legs They had two faces peering Out of one giant head So they could watch all around them As they talked while they